Hello, and uh, welcome to The Daily Grind. It's a ministry of Faith Baptist Church here in El Paso, Texas. It is a daily podcast uh, with myself and Andy Bitsko on our daily walk with Christ. We are starting a brand new series this week titled The Origin of Man. It's going to be a multi-part series, so we hope that you enjoy it. Give us some feedback on our comments and uh, email. You can email me directly at steve at kjvmedia.online. And uh, let us know if uh, you want us to change something, or if you appreciate what we're doing, or you just want to say, this is horrible. We're here to listen to you. So, talking on the first topic that we're going to be doing, we're going to be discussing the first man that Adam was created supernaturally and directly. And we're going to be looking, first of all, at the first couple verses, is Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 27. And God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon earth. In verse number 27, it says, So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So, First of all, God wanted to create man in his own image, in his own likeness. So the only account that we have is God itself. Okay, and God himself created man and female. Now, we want to take another step, look forward on the supernatural part of man. I mean, supernatural part of man creating, uh, supernatural part of God creating man directly and we're going to look at the point of where he talks about how he forms man from the ground and that he breathes into his nostrils if we look and discuss in genesis chapter number two in verse number seven it says right here that and the lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul So we're going to discuss that a little bit further today. Again, I'm just giving you an overview, and we're going to be discussing the first man, Adam, and how he was created supernaturally and directly. Now, we also look at, in uh, Matthew uh, 19.4, and I'm just going to read these verses to you right now because we're going to be discussing them more in depth, is that, And he answered and said unto them, Have ye not read that which made them at the beginning? made them male and female. So there's a reaccount during uh, the Old Testament and the New Testament of the creation of man and that it was created and uh, that it was truthful. And Jesus affirms this, uh, this uh, account. He, he affirms his conviction of the truthfulness of this account when he asked the uh, obdurate Pharisees, okay, like he said in Matthew 19.4. And uh, we just want to show that with this knowledge and with this understanding, it is all based from the Bible. Obviously, I'm not going to be giving you any kind of humanistic point of view. I'm just showing you directly from the Bible. And uh, the purpose of this is really to give you fuel or to give you uh, knowledge of these things because I know many of us throughout our day we get in contact with many people and many people ask us the weirdest questions you know they may ask you well 
you know, where's man from? And then, you know, you could go in, into your Bible and you can look up these verses, which we're going to be discussing in the next couple days, and you'll be able to address those things. Because a lot of times we get pushed into this is our role as being a Christian, and it is. There's no, there's no problem with saying this, but, you know, we are supposed to present the gospel to others. Okay, we are. We're supposed to spread God's word and, you know, show them that they are sinners and show them that Christ sacrificed on the cross for that sin. And he rose again and he uh, is preparing a place for us in heaven. That is our job. But we also have to be ready to give answer. And sometimes when we do get these questions, we're not ready to give answer. And I'm not saying that everyone's going to be standing there and we're just you know, we're going to be bookworms and we're going to be studying and studying and studying and we're just waiting for that answer because I come across and I get asked all the time of questions I don't have answers to. And what it does for me, it encourages me to study more. It encourages me to listen to other resources. And I just want this to be another resource out there for people to listen and educate and be prepared because in today's world, Today's specific world here in 2020, people are curious and people drive to find answers. Either it's through the internet, through Google, or through podcasts like this, or through media platforms like YouTube. People are looking for an answer. And sometimes when they, if they're not so suave in, uh, in finding that answer on those multimedia platforms... They're going to ask you directly, or they may ask you indirectly. Well, what do you mean indirectly? I'm asking about, and I'm explaining, sometimes, in, and I have many groups in, face, in Facebook. I have a church group, I have a private group, and I have uh, other soul winning groups. And sometimes people will ask me questions indirectly through faith, Facebook. And, you know, so I have, to, I have to be able to know where I can find this source or know where I can find this answer, and so... I'm just giving you another tool in your toolbox. Another thing I want you to notice that with this overview and with this course is there are going to be a lot longer podcasts. We're giving a lot more information and a lot more research that has taken place. I know when we originally started the Daily Grind, we wanted to have a podcast Monday through Friday. Uh, we were making every attempt to do that, um, to make sure to, to attempt to make sure that we can be listened to Monday through Friday. But sometimes some lessons are a little bit longer than others. And we want to do that for you can be readily available and we can put, uh, I mean, our content's readily available to you and we want to put as much research as we possibly can in prepper, preparing for it. So as you as a listener, what, you, what I ask you to do is please go to wherever you get your podcast from. And click follower. Please click, click on follower. What there, Some magic stuff happens when you click on follower. Number one, it acknowledges that, hey, I have more than one person listening to me. Number two, it allows each podcast, as they are being published, you immediately get notified. Okay, so like before, you would go and look at the podcast on Monday through Friday. And you'd be sitting there and you'd be like, okay, today's Monday. So I know he publishes it around this time. You can listen to this podcast. That might not be the case right now. It may be on a, a one day a week, three days a week, five days a week, six days a week. 
as we research and prepare ourselves to give you information, just please be a follower and be readily available for when these podcasts get published. And I really want to encourage everyone to be a follower. Uh, I really do like uh, and appreciate the listeners that we do have, even though it's just one. I really appreciate that guy or girl that's listening to us. And, uh, you know, please, by all means, let us know. So I kind of gave an overview of what the, cl- what the section we're going to be talking about today, how we're changing this platform to what we are going to be utilizing now, and uh, where you as the listener fit in. Okay, and me and Andy as uh, the host, uh, we're just going to be giving you information. Uh, We're going to be discussing about certain things. Obviously, today, Andy's not with me, but in other uh, episodes, he will be there and he'll be able to give that young perspective. Now, you know, I get a lot of talk. Why does Andy give that young perspective? Because that's our future generation. That's who's going to I'm replaceable. He's could replace me to replace you. So. He needs to be, in his generation, needs to be a part and part of the conversation no matter what. You know, a lot of people say, well, what does he know? Well, he might surprise you. I've been around this kid ever since he's been born, and uh, he surprises me every day. Um, like you can tell, Andy, and he's not here with me right now while I'm recording this, but Andy is a, a very intellectual individual. He's a lot more intellectual than me, his father. Uh, he can articulate and describe certain topics that I can't. And so I lean on him like I would as uh, any leader would. If you have a weakness as a leader, you need to be around good people that can fill fill that void. And Andy fills in that void. He gets to give that interaction, articulate, and give his perspective as a, a young adult, really, in this world today. Especially with the multimedia and uh, the, the pressure, social pressures that withhold on his shoulders. So let me go ahead and dive into this uh, in this lesson now, and uh, I want to I want to bring to your question to your attention that Genesis chapter one, which deals with creation and uh, totality, and uh, that is primarily associated with the creating God, with the creating God, and in Genesis two, on the other hand focuses particularly on the creation of mankind, God's image bearer. Now, you know, that, that's a really an important thing because, you know, we have the foundation. And, and God is a, so organized, you know, so, so well set. I mean, uh, he's God. But, he, you know, first he starts with the foundation, the forming of the heavens and the earth. And every creepy thing and every creature that's upon that earth. And then he transitions and goes into creation of the man. Why? Because the man is the God's image bearer. And it's primarily associated with the covenant of God whose moral character his image bearer shares. So, you know, God creates the heaven and creates the earth and creates this man and has his image on this man and his moral bearing on this man. And that's just a beautiful thing. Now, with that, you know, in Genesis 2, we have a sequence that begins rather than ends with man, trees, animal, and women. However, the sequence is orally logically, but not chronologically as in Genesis 1. So, 
if we look at Genesis 1, it's, it's chronologically done. We have days, we have set times, we have, um, we have uh, positions that are, that are being set in place chronologically. As for Genesis 2, as we look into this, we see that it's rather a sequence. You know, we talk about man, we talk about trees, we talk about animals, and we talk about man, I mean woman. So there's a difference in writing between Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. When we go into Genesis 3, we see that the, the, purpose, the pur- purpose of Genesis 3 is to set the stage for a man's fall into sin. Okay? So, you know, we, and Genesis 3 is by adding our supplementary details from Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 as for talking about the garden and talking about the trees and uh, talking about the woman and, uh, you know, the woman being the accomplice of the man and the prime target of temptation. Uh, And, you know, when we're talking about the garden, we're talking about where the fall took place when we're talking about um, the trees, the objects of God's revelation. So those things we're going to be discussing a little bit as we go into the lesson. Now there's some other things I'm, I'm trying to draw to us here as an overview. Is that, uh, you know, Genesis 2 is not a second account of the creation story, but rather the beginning of what happens to the heaven and the earth after their creation. So, like I said, the foundation, Genesis 1, Genesis 2, brings us that story, brings us that formula, brings us forth of all the objects that were in Genesis 1. We now can take them in twenty in uh, Genesis chapter 2 and so forth. So, it's a, you know, when I first started to look at this, I looked at it as in production of, a, you know, of a play. You know, you have your people... That come in on the you know throughout the day with their hammers, nails, and, and power tools, and they're creating a set. And they're creating all everything you could possibly think about on that set. They're doing the trees, they're doing the, the mountains, they're doing the lands, they're doing the grounds, they're doing the gazebos, they're doing the benches, they're doing the houses, everything. And then from there, from what they meet on the stage, tells the story or tells the events that takes place. Now, that's what God's doing here. God is creating in chapter 1 that heaven and that earth and, and the man and the woman and the animals and the, and, the, and the trees. And then there, we're going on into time. So, you know, I, I just want to address this one thing right here. We're talking about creation it wasn't over a certain amount of time of millions of millions of years. It was done at one as in, in days, and it was done within days, and that was the creation, and then forth. Okay, so let's go into our first point that we're trying to discuss here, and I'm going to skip some of these verses here because I already told you verbally is the creation of man was direct and immediate. If I draw your attention to Genesis chapter 1, okay, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It immediately suggests okay, that it was a supernatural creation. Okay, All the creative 
acts of God were instantaneous, meaning that once he spoke it, it happened. Okay, also, it was supernatural. If we go into Genesis chapter 1, verse number 21, it says, And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Let's go ahead into verse number 27. It says, So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. All right. So it's all God created man, immediate. God, cre God created great whales, immediate. And uh, in the beginning, God created. So that word created, what we're talking about, it was a creation that was supernatural that happened immediately. Now, uh, we... Let's look at it, for instance, in uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse number 7. It says here that, that, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now, the Lord God, okay, it, he formed, okay, man. He formed man from the ground, okay? And uh, here God does not does the immediate forming. There is no process or a second causation is implied. Also, let's look at the text in that God breathed the life, breath of life into Adam's nostrils in this verse of Genesis chapter 2, verse number 7. It says, and uh, down here at the, the middle towards the end, it says, and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now, I want to show that that's a direct act, okay? And there's no intermediate, uh, inter intermediary object or activity that came between God's breathing and the newly formed body of man. God formed man out of the dust of the ground, and he literally took man, him to man, and breathed directly into his nostrils. And at that moment, instantaneously, instantly, man became a living soul. Okay? So I wanted to show that while we're discussing. But also man's body was created from previously existing inorganic matter. We talked about this in that last verse. A little bit but I want to take you into another another portion of this and we want to talk about that dust that we saw in um, Genesis chapter 2 verse number 7 the dust with which God made Adam's body was ordinary ground earth or dirt now God God created Adam's body on the sixth day from the dirt that he created, or the dust he created on day number one. And it brings you back to what I originally said, that day one, or Genesis one, okay, we he created everything there, and then, well, not completely everything, but within those days, he created the heaven and the earth, and that, that dirt, when he created the earth, he was going to create man out of that earth, which brings me to this one point, that... Every substance, every 
particle. Every little thing about you, God created. It doesn't say that God went and grabbed this other substance from another place. God went to a substance or went to a or uh, went to an inorganic matter, existing inorganic matter that He already created, and formed man out of that. So the so if we go and we look at Genesis chapter three verse number nineteen, I'm going to read it to you. In the sweat of thy face thou shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground, for out of it what waste wast thou taken from dust thou art and unto dust shalt thou return now that dust the, the the term there dust you shall return i want to look at my notes here and i have that that dust and that earth they're interchangeable like i discussed a little bit earlier nor does it denote uh, or does it also show that elementary uh, representation which was intelligible for us as readers to presume that we're unintelligent, meaning that as readers we should we should acknowledge and understand and take no question, no error of this, that that dust, okay, is the ground. It says, For dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Meaning that when we are when God created us, he took that dirt, okay, and he took that dirt and he made us. But also when we die, we return to that dirt. Okay. So I just just want to draw the attention that everything about us, everything created, everything that we could look at within our body was created by God in every way. Now, the creation of man was also supernatural. So we're going to look at this. Uh, God used previously existing matter, which we talked about. And the act of uh, man's creation was no less creative or direct or direct and supernatural than those acts that were technically, okay, that were technical. In fact, if we look at Adam and Eve's creation, I want to take a look at the verbs that were being used, okay? So I'm going to take you, first of all, to Genesis chapter number, verse 1, verse 7. It says, And God made the ferment and divided the waters which were under the ferment, from the waters which are above the firmament, and it was soaked. I want you to look at that verb. What's the verb? It's made, okay? God made that, okay? Also, I want you to take another look into Genesis. I believe we have chapter 2, verse number 8, and it says, And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Uh, So, if we take into consideration of Genesis chapter 7, I mean Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 7, and I want to also include there that, that word make with Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 26, which I'll read. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. That word make, okay, and that word create is um, is the exact same verbs in sense and text that in uh, in creating the man and cr- making the female in his own image. Okay, 
So if we, we look at there that Genesis chapter 2 speaks of Adam and Eve's being respectively formed that we saw in Genesis uh, chapter 2 verse number 8 and uh, that was that was uh, built in, in Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 22 which I'll read and the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto man. So we look at that word again, made. Made, create, and make are direct in that God did those things. Okay? And in short, we just want to show basic synonymy, uh, synonymy uh, between the verbs that are being used. Okay? Again, we're looking at build. We're looking at create. We're looking at form. And we're looking at make. All those words show that it's less than direct or supernatural creation, okay? But also we want to take you to the next point where Adam's spirit was created by a direct inbreathing from God. And we kind of spoke about this a little bit earlier on the overview, but the breath of life was much more than air rushing into Adam's lungs, okay? It was actually the creation of his spirit and the image of God and how it was being infused into him. Okay. And uh, let's go ahead and look at this. And I'm going to bring in some other things in, involved. But we're going to look at Job chapter number 33 verse number 4. And the spirit of God hath made me. And the breath of the almighty hath given me light. And we're going to look at one of Job's conversation partners. And uh, that seems to indicate the same idea when he says... The Spirit of God hath made me, and the, and the Spirit of the Almighty gives me life. The life here is, is the life principle of mankind. It's a personal, it's a human life in the image of God, which is given and sustained by the Holy Spirit. Now this life was supernaturally and miraculously given by God to the first man and is a and is uh, meditate and procreate to each member of the human race. So, you know, the Spirit of God, it is something that, you know, really we have no choice in the sense that our bodies are filled, okay, with the Spirit of God. Now, that meaning, what, what do you mean that mean? That means uh, we have an acknowledgement that there there is a God. I mean, you know, how do you now man bring humanism involved into all this and you know tries to squish all the all everything that that is being that is being introduced or being explained directly from the word of god but we are have we have the breath of life that was directly from god himself now i want to show the next point of where we have Adam's individual personhood that's resulted from the union of the body and of the spirit. Now, it was not until the spirit joined the body when, when Adam received breath from God, okay, into existence, that, we ha that the spirit joined the body. Before then, he was nothing. He had no evolution or ancestry prior to his direct creation by God on day number six. Okay, Adam had no physical life apart from his spiritual life as God's image barrier. That is, with God breathing, Adam became a living 
personal being. Meaning that, let's look at this in the sense if that when he was created, he was just the image. Okay, but when, when God breathed into him, he became a living human being. And if we take a look in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7 again, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Underline that breath of life. Okay, when that breath of life came in to Adam, he became a living soul. He became a human being. He became a man of free will. Okay, so those things were breathed into us by God. And what do I want to bring with all this? Okay, because I think this is good that we talk about, you know, where man started and so forth. Is that we are still that same man today. Okay, well, let me take that back. I want to pull that back. Okay, we're not perfect like Adam is right here. We are the fall of man. Okay, but I want to bring to the point that God created us. Okay, God formed us from the ground and that he breathed his life into us and that life is something that is important life is something that should not be taken away i think of that life how it gets created in a woman's body is life there is no time period okay all right it is it is just completely done when two cells reach together. And I'm not, I'm not no doctor, but I'm just saying that that's life. Okay, life doesn't start after nine years, uh, nine months. Okay, as we look in here, you know, God directly and supernaturally did it. God still today directly creates life today. Okay, and that's something we should not take forsaken. It's something we should not bring damage to. We should not abort that life. Um, some of the other things that uh, I want to talk about is um, that God's every intention when he breathed life into us was to live and worship and serve him. That was every intention he had. And, uh, you know, as we go into this lesson, we talk about the fall of man, but... You know, that was his intention. His intention was always for us to worship and serve him and to be perfect. So I hope you really enjoyed today's lesson. You can always reach us and see us and get more information from us at faithbaptistelpaso.org. And uh, you can always go to our Bible studies that are on Tuesday nights at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can just email me directly and I'll send you a video on how this takes place and how you can enroll at steve at kjvmedia.online. Also, please, like I mentioned before, click follower and you won't miss an episode. Share this with everyone. Remember, our ministry can't go as far until you reach it. We're only going to the next set of ears. So please send our ministry as far as we possibly can. And also thank you from Faith Baptist Church here in El Paso, Texas. Good day.